This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm not a music guy, but I was told this song is called Get Lucky. Fitting, Darius. Mm. Welcome back. Grant and Danny on the fan. So we were not planning on carrying this over, but we could have a quick summation of the conversation here. Take a few more calls. I do want to get into this being the one-year anniversary of us finding out that the name was the Commanders. Yes. On 2222. And we can end the show. We're with you until 630, uh, discussing just how people's fandom has changed and, and get into a good convo on that. But if you're just getting in your car, just leaving the office, we are having a very adult conversation here. All right? Just a bunch of pals talking. I think we're all mature enough to handle this. Yesterday was Tom Brady's day. All I did was sat here and talk about how great he was and recited all the amazing numbers and the records and how he is going to go down as this untouchable no one will else else will ever accomplish what he did quarterback. Today, though, I just wanted to take a minute, if you guys would allow, and you have allowed, which is nice, to acknowledge the elephant in the room. It's a big elephant. Yeah. That elephant is no one's ever been luckier. And so we're taking your calls to see if you agree with me. 800-636-1067. 800-636-1067, which is to say he is great. He's one of the best to ever do it. Nothing wrong with Tom Brady. All the guy is is awesome. But also, he was very lucky. I want to clarify a couple things, if I may. I, I haven't been very involved for a while, as you've had the bully pulpit, and you've been hammering away at the career of one Tom Brady. You're not suggesting he doesn't go to the Hall of Fame. You're not suggesting that he's some bench warmer, right? You're not saying he's a backup Billy. He's First the, ballot Hall of Famer? Yeah. Top of, three quarterback, top five quarterback ever? There you go. So my only response to you, my counter to you, sir, if counter. I may, mm-hmm. this luck that we're talking about. Was it lucky when he threw for 500 yards and three touchdowns and lost? It was not. Was it lucky when David Tyree got that goofball Eli Manning a Super Bowl? It was not. It wasn't, right? So the idea that the luck only broke one way and said, well, he was the luckiest, don't you have to say luck is that coin toss that that has happened that broke his way multiple times, right? You're in great positions because of that greatness. And oftentimes he got fortuitous things. And because of luck. Hmm. Because, as an example for that play you're talking about, the yep. David Tyree play, if Billy Cundiff makes a 32-yard field goal in a game against him before that, the Tyree play doesn't beat him, in other words. Or, or you know, a Manningham catch doesn't beat him, right? Uh, the, the Super Bowl he won against the Patrick Mahomes-led Chiefs most recently with the Bucks, Super Bowl number 7, where he had scoring drives of 38 and 11 yards in that game, where Mahomes got flustered by the defense and threw three picks and had... Three sacks, right? Where, where the defense did the heavy lifting there, and, and you could just run the ball to a victory. 
Like, yes, you, you can point out that there, there are times where he's had great games and losses. As I said, I think his performance against the Eagles was probably his best game in a Super Bowl. Just off the top of my head, he had some really good ones. Again, it's not like no one else has ever been lucky. That's that's not what I'm saying. It's not like luck isn't a part of football. It, it is. I'm trying to – I'm the one acknowledging that. Yeah. Everyone else is just acting like if the commanders get Tom Brady two years ago that they win the Super Bowl, maybe – I'm saying, for some reason, a lot of things seem to go his way, seem to fall in his favor, in a way that a lot of guys will just never have that fortune. Dan Marino didn't. Aaron Rodgers hasn't. Peyton Manning largely didn't. He has been extremely fortuitous and took advantage because he was awesome. It was lucky for him that for almost 20 years, his whole division was terrible. It was lucky for him that in the AFC East, he just got out of bed and got to host playoff games all the way until the conference championship. That, that Other than Mahomes, I, I don't know anyone who has hosted playoff games at the clip that he has, that has hosted AFC championship games at the clip that he has. Because the Jets largely stunk, other than a quick window with Rex Ryan. Because the Dolphins were bad, because the Bills were bad. It is lucky for him when he went to Tampa that the entire South was horrendous other than a mediocre Saints team at that time. But that two of the three teams in your division have been really, really bad almost every single year you've ever played. That's really fortuitous. That's all I'm saying. When you throw three picks in the NFC Championship game and you get a touchdown at the end of the half because Kevin King doesn't know where he is on the field and the ultimate most embarrassing breakdown of the season happens, that's lucky. 800-636-1067 is the number. Does that answer the question at all? I suppose. It just, I, I think it's... I think it's a little bit trivializing to say that it's that there, there's the luck, but then sometimes it's not luck. I don't know. I, I but when am I saying it's not luck? Well, like you're like, well, sometimes luck goes the other way, and and I'm sure if you if you pull up enough examples, you could find fortuitous bounces for each and every player, everybody that won. I mean, I, I was watching a YouTube video of the, of the '87 Redskins, for example. They're down ten nothing. Kickoff happens, a fumble. Denver's got the ball, but somehow at the bottom of the pile, they don't. Washington was the better team, but they were going to lose. They yeah. were they were about to lose that game. Dropped the interception by Doug Williams that I'd forgotten about. Point is, that team was great, and they almost didn't win. So the the, the lucky bounces always ha- kind of happen, right? Most sometimes they do, sometimes they don't. I mean, again, Brady was in ten Super Bowls. If he was a little more lucky, he might have beaten the Eagles. Didn't happen, right? What, what I all I'm dealing with is what is. I, I went through the list. You can yep. go back a couple segments ago. Just not even like play-by-play all season long, just basic stuff. Before you have to go get a field goal, kicker kicks it out of bounds. You know Your defense is picking guys off three times. You score three points through three quarters, and somehow you're tied going into the fourth quarter. I'm, I'm acknowledging that other quarterbacks get lucky. Other teams can get lucky. What I'm saying is on all of these magical carpet rides he went on, something like the tuck rule happened, where you fumbled and it was called incomplete. That's all I'm saying. And more of it happened for him, maybe just because he played for 23 years on really good teams, because he played with a head coach who was the greatest of all time, in my opinion, because he played with a, a special defense. So you add a, a, an exceptional quarterback, one of the best ever, with an elite defense for going on two decades, you're going to be in a lot of playoffs. Pretty good games. formula. Now you need a, a good bounce here or there. And my, my point is, and I'll, I can't explain why, I think he got more good bounces than most people. Let's go to John in Fairfax. What's up, John? Hey, man, how you doing? Love the show. You guys are awesome. Um, I don't think you could be more – well, no, you were, you were partially right. I will, he's had lucky bounces, 
But for every lucky bounce, there's been the one that doesn't go his way as well. I, I believe uh, a couple have been mentioned, but a lot of people make a lot of um, drama about the goal line the goal line interception by Malcolm Butler, but wasn't the luckiest catch ever getting them down there to begin with. Like the dude who is the ultimate nub was like shelving shoes at Foot Locker a month before, makes a catch like on his back going out of bounds that originally was broken up and then wasn't broken up. I mean, like it seems like there's a lot of these like Welker drops the ball on the Super Bowl. Edelman catches that. Amendola catches that. Deion Branch catches that. Um, the Manningham catch, well, to me, that's not luck. Manningham is a legitimate receiver. Receiver, Great throw, great catch. That, that just, the Welker thing destroyed him. Appreciate you, buddy. Thanks, bud. So I guess here, here's how I would sum it up, because it seems like people are, are can't get past the idea that, as if I'm saying he's the only guy that ever was lucky. I'm saying that, like, your batting average for getting lucky on a, on a big game as a quarterback, as a... Let's just say for the average QB is like 45% of the time, the lucky thing you need to happen happens. Uh I think Tom Brady's number in his career was like 67%. Does that make sense? That makes more sense. That that puts some some quantifying to it. Just fill in quarterback name, Eli, whoever it is. And Eli had some great lucky moments in in Super Bowls as well. Multi-time champion as an average quarterback for a reason. But if you take Mahomes or currently – from his era, you take Phil Rivers as an example. Phil Rivers' luck meter is below average. Like, his war for luck is minus, okay? Great player for a lot of years, without a good defense, without great coaching, all that stuff. Brady's is just, he's got the most luck war of anyone in the history of the world. That's what I'm saying. A lot of guys get lucky. I think he gets lucky at a higher clip, higher rate. Kevin in Arlington, what's up? Hey, buddy, you're absolutely right. He killed it with laying out the luck, and you just got to the one I was going to add, which was, and Doc Walker used to say this about Joe Montana and those Niners of the 80s, cupcake division. The Niners basically didn't play anybody till January. And for many years, as you know, the AFCs for two decades almost, the exception of a couple of Rex Ryan Jets teams, and who were they really? So he was incredibly lucky. So, but, but I just want to say, a couple other things, so to give sort of a, just a counter as to why I think he's a goat and say Manning is. I can only think of one game which Tom in the postseason really soiled himself, and that was his last game in Tampa against Dallas. When I think about how well he played but lost in the two Super Bowls to the Giants, in the one Super Bowl to the Eagles. In the two AFC Championship games, one in Denver, one in Indy to Peyton, it's just remarkable to me that if you look at all of his playoffs games, it's incredible. And so what I would say to amend what you were saying earlier, Grant, is I think Manning was the greatest regular season quarterback, and I think uh, Brady, hands down, greatest postseason quarterback. And I'd rather have the greatest postseason. One other thing I wanted to say. Be quick, I be quick, because we got to keep it moving here. Yeah, Joe Gibbs won three – Super Bowls, three quarterbacks, played in the NFC Beast. Sorry, I think for a 10-year span, there was no better coach than him. Appreciate you, buddy. So uh, the idea that Brady only had one bad game in the playoffs is just not correct. Uh, again, I- I'm not trying to sit here and bash Brady. I, I think Brady's one yeah, of the there, best There were plenty ever. of game logs that weren't kind. <laughs> Through five playoff games in his career, he had three touchdowns and two interceptions, and he had three games where he had 200 or fewer yards out of his first five games. His first two runs were as a caretaker handing the ball off, okay? They win by 17 in the game where he had 140 yards and a touchdown. They they win by um, 
a field goal in a game where he had 200 yards, a touchdown, no picks. Uh, there's games in here where he didn't throw a touchdown and threw an interception. So I, I disagree. He had a three-interception game in the NFC Championship game against Green Bay, which they won. Uh, there have been plenty of times in his playoff career where he didn't play great. That's not even the point, though. The, the point to me is just that I hope we acknowledge, yes, he's awesome. Also, he had it pretty good. Would have been nice to have gotten to play your whole career with old Bill Belichick in a division with no teams that were sustainably even mediocre. Edward in Arlington, what's good? Okay, Grant, I, I think what you're saying is 100% correct. I think that Tom Brady is and was lucky. But I think the reason why you're ruffling so many feathers is because what you're saying is misleading. I mean, when you say that he was extremely lucky, I mean, you, you didn't even say lucky. You said extremely lucky. Most lucky of, of like, anyone, oh. yeah. Yeah, okay. So now what you're doing is you're implying that his success is due mainly, mainly to the luck. And I think that you, you may not be saying that. So here's my question. For the example, the Immaculate Reception, that was, in my opinion, 100% luck. What percentage of Brady's success do you think is due to luck and which, what percentage is due to skill? Ooh, that's, that's actually in, a great question. Yeah. So yeah, that's I really hard to I, answer. I think it's 80%. Yeah, 80, 85% luck. I'm sorry, 85% skill, 15% luck is my estimate. What's your estimate? Love that's your a, show. That is a Thank great you, question. I'm glad you asked that because that's clarifying. I would say... So he said what what percentage of his success. Mm -hmm. I would say the vast majority of his success is based on his skill. What I'm talking about is seven Super Bowls. And if you're asking me how much of him having won seven Super Bowls was luck, I would say 55%. Now, how much of Tom Brady being one of the greatest quarterbacks ever was luck? 10%? 15%? I don't know. I mean, he was he's unbelievable. But in the same way, how much of, of luck was the Nats so people winning gonna, the 2019 World yeah. Series? Like maybe I just view it differently. Yeah, people are going to hear that number and go, "Whoa, wait a minute!" So, but but to put it in, let me put it in context real quick. Dan Marino had zero percent luck. Like that guy was incredible. Is an afterthought when we talk about the greatest quarterbacks ever. If you start the 2018 Caps Cup run right after it ended, they yeah. don't win the Stanley Cup. Right. Fifty things had to happen along the way that did. Right. Mm -hmm. If you start the 19 Nats run. Right after it happened, there's no way they win that Trent thing Trent Grisham fields the ball on a hop, throws it to home plate. So, so maybe you know. I just view it differently. Hmm. Like, but if you, if in other words, right now the second you'd have to go back in a time machine, Brady at that age with that skill and those teams, and you start all those playoff runs over again. I do. I think that they end up winning again each time. I don't. Like, I don't think that the Falcons completely collapse and you come back from twenty-eight three. I don't think that Vinatieri is just going to hit every big field goal he ever attempts. I don't think that the tuck rule is going to get called incorrectly again. So if you're asking me about his skill, I'd say very little has to do with luck. He's one of the greatest ever, legitimately. I think he outworks everyone. I think he's accurate. The longevity is just so the, the ridiculous. The whole thing is special. The whole package is unique. It's 99th percentile. Him having been a seven-time champion, which is where the entire no one's ever going to touch him, he's the best ever do it narrative comes from, I think that that is massively lucky. Yeah, I, I would say it's like half and half. Andre and Bowie, what's up? What's going on, fellas? Hey, Dre. All right. First off, <laughs> what you're calling luck, okay, what you're calling luck is called clutch. How many times have Brady come through in the clutch? In order to be Man. lucky... 
you have to put yourself in a position to be lucky. I play poker, okay? If if you don't put yourself in a position to get lucky, you won't get lucky. The guy is number one all time in passes, number one in touchdowns. That has something to do with longevity, but you can't amass that type of production purely off of luck, or you can't win go to ten Super Bowls. But you're you're but, arguing but, but, as a majority. But hang on, you're arguing as if I'm saying he's not great. I'm admitting that he's great. I'm just saying he's also lucky. Of course, he's one of the best ever. That that's that's not in debate here. You're saying, well, he has to have done something to create the luck. What did he do to create him having three points offensively through three quarters in a Super Bowl, and he goes to the fourth quarter tied at three? He's got nothing to do with being tied at three. He's got a great damn defense. Okay, but what I'm saying is that you don't get the 10 Super Bowls and you don't win seven by majority being lucky. You have to put yourself in position. They was all look at, look at the Patriots now. They, they haven't scratched the playoffs since he left. I mean, they, I think they but they have made the playoffs since he left. But you're right; they don't go on playoff runs because they don't have a quarterback. I agree with you. He's really good. It's easier to go on runs when you got a really good quarterback. So the point I've always made when it comes to this discussion is no one remembers the bad ones. That's has always been my only point. I come to a different conclusion than my than my pal Grant does about on on this. So but you don't think he's been immensely lucky? I, if you're gonna pin me binary, yeah, he's had some. He's had good good fortune. I think uh, uh, maybe more than your average bear. That's kind of my point. But my argument has been, you still have a great sum total when you do the Brady career arc. Nobody cares that he threw for three picks and a blowout loss to Baltimore in a playoff game in 2009. No one cares. And I, I want everyone to care. I want everyone to do the total. And if you get the same conclusion. That's great because that's a reasonable discussion and, and a good viewpoint. But no one remembers the uh, the crappy games. No one remembers the 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 bad ones, the bad performances when they have got their narrative for their superstar, or their Hall of Famer, their perfect guy. Again, to me, the longevity puts him over the top and, and puts him past everybody else. That's just the most remarkable thing ever. As a guy my age, yes, thrown for forty three touchdowns. We should talk about that every day. So, and I will say this: like that is the part where. At the end, I came around on and kind of root for his greatness in that I didn't think he'd go to another organization and win another one. He did. I didn't think he'd be able to play at the level he did the last couple of seasons in his mid-40s. It is amazing. And no one will probably ever be able to do that again. And it's why he is so special. There's no doubt. We'll never see anyone accomplish what he did in our lifetimes. I really believe that. Ever. It's amazing what he's pulled off. Just a reminder that along the way, he got some bounces. That's okay. You're allowed to get some bounces. Yesterday was his. Today was just a nice little day to remind people, I would say. All right, one year ago today, Danny, we're the commanders. We are the commanders. Ha! Ah! How we feeling? One year later, has your fandom changed at all? We'll get into that on Grant and Danny. Let's not like make folks wait. Let's not drag it out, Jason. What's the uh, what is the new team name? Doug, what is it? We are the Commanders. <laughs> <laughs> we are the Commanders. The Commanders. The Washington Commanders. That's right. That was one year ago today. Welcome back, Grant and Danny on the fan. Where were you when you watched the announcement? Were you sitting at home that morning? Yeah. 
Yes, I was, because I tried to figure out when it was going to be on, because I never watched whatever that show is. I mean, I, Craig Melvin's a local dude. Root for him. I, Stud. Great career. He's doing awesome. Married to Lindsay Zarniak. Yeah, I, I root for both of them. I kind of like, I don't know when this is going to be exactly, so I tuned into the show, then I dropped my kids off at school, and then I wasn't really sure, and so I kind of, you know, I think I missed the actual moment, but I DVR'd it and went back. So I was at home on the couch and just watched it, and, you know, when it was over, I just sort of went about living my life. I wish I had done that. I furiously just kind of stood around my house going, really? That, that This is what happened? This is where we are? And I was probably being egged on by my season ticket holder wife, who was more ma- mad than I was. Not because we didn't know the name was Commanders, because that was pretty well known for a while, but I think we were just expecting something we didn't get. We were expecting, I always say fireworks, but... Quite literally, fireworks. You know, we were expecting a show. We were expecting an event, a spectacle, something really, really cool that would be befitting of changing a name and rolling out a new look and a nationally televised audience. I also remember, weirdly, it was a few minutes after it was actually supposed to be, which happens all the time in TV, but I remember just watching a bunch of stuff I didn't care about. And thinking, yep. oh my God. When, I'm so annoyed at them. And they weren't even making mention. Like, in two minutes, you'll find out the name. Because to them, it was just one of 52 stories on their right, show. They're like, day. coming up, a tomato juice recipe that will help you lose weight. Like, they're doing that. Right. And I'm just like, on the rundown? Where are the commanders? And so they went from tomato juice to, like, the new phone books coming out. But it's going to be virtual. So, like, here, here's these shoes that make you taller. Uh-huh. And then just cut to FedEx Field randomly. And there was Doug Williams somehow. Next to Jason Wright and John Allen was just forced to sit there, which John Allen should catch no shrapnel because that's my guy. I've been a John Allen guy since before it was cool. He's the best. He's awesome. But like no one anywhere in the country knows who John Allen is. He's a defensive tackle who at that point had not yet made the Pro Bowl or I guess it just made his first Pro Bowl. But you don't have a superstar that's recognizable you can put on a billboard. You don't have a quarterback that anybody cares about. That's right. So you just have your, your really good defensive tackle sitting there with your team president. And then he goes, tell him, Doug. And then Doug says, leans and the weird hug he did of John Allen. And John Allen had his hands on his knees and said, why do I have to be here right now? The, the whole thing just left me wanting so much more. But luckily then they were the commanders. You know, luckily, after all that, we sat through it. We got to be the commanders. Yay! Here is the topic de jour, if you will. Has your fandom changed in any way in the last year based on the rebrand? Yes or no? That's it. Very simple. Passion. How much you care. Interest. Has anything changed for you based on the rebrand specifically? If the name is irrelevant, but you're more out because you hate Dan Snyder, I don't I don't know if that necessarily is is uh, Jason Wright and the business team that did this uh-huh. rebrands cross to bear. But I just wonder if your fandom in any way has been hindered by the new name or the changing of the jerseys or the, the changing of the song or any of the stuff that has been altered. This is actually a really, really deep question, and it's a little bit profound, if I may. Whoa, you're so, going profound at 535 you. in the afternoon? To start the show on the one-year anniversary... You can podcast it. Uh, check us out, Odyssey app, Rewind Function, the whole nine yards. I basically explained my position. I now hate the name. I didn't then, I do now. I hate it. I hate everything it stands for. I hate the uh, consultants 
that they they got for you know their 90-day tour or their year and a half here to ruin everything and then go on to their next gig, and then they're patting themselves on the back because it's a global brand or some kind of thing. I hate it. I hate everything that stands for it. I hate the lies. I hate the ineptitude. I hate every rollout. I hate the subsequent apology telling, we heard you fans. We'll fix the crest and the 90 greatest and the Sean Taylor installation and the porty potty picture and Pat Mahomes' brother dancing on Sean Taylor's number. We hear you. We'll do better next time. And then they don't. It's the same crap. I hate it all. I hate the name now. But the question is, has it affected my fandom? I actually had to give this a deep Christian ponder. No. Really? Yeah. And I, I'm... Fascinated by that. I don't it it there's a lot of things swirling around in my dome, man. It's not a good place to be between my ears, okay? I hate that name. I do everything I can to not say it. I hate the song. I hate that people embrace the song. I hate that the team embraced Which, the song. Are you talking about left hand up? That's or, the one. Okay. I hate all of it. Every okay. part of it I hate. Why is that a fact? I mean, that's that's just a random fan song that a couple people talk about. I know it shouldn't bother me, but it does because everybody liked it, and that bothered me even more because I hate the name so much. Now they're celebrating it, and they're like, who are we? An 8-8 eight eight team. You know, like, who are we? Stuck on a mediocre hamster wheel. Everything about it drives me crazy. It's like one thing reminds me of the other and all the pain. But it hasn't changed the zeal and zest and enthusiasm and passion I have for this stupid Wobegon franchise. It hasn't changed any iota of the incredible memories and association I have with this thing that makes me not able to quit it. No matter how many times I'm insulted or slapped in the face figuratively or told, yeah, we don't really value you or your opinion and anything about it, I'm still here. I'm still doing this with you. I got news. You can't fake this. I'm not a hero. I'm just saying you can't fake the passion and the zeal and the enthusiasm that you have to have to come in here every day and talk about this organization for hours. It's a 365-day-a-year thing. Football season is year-round, people. If I didn't care, I couldn't do it. Seriously. It, you know, it's, it's the type of thing where no matter what, I'm like running against the wind, Bob Seeger style here. I'm, I'm marching forward into a giant tornado that basically wants me to go the opposite direction and just leave and do something else with my life or pick another team. And I can't, and I haven't. And I noticed that about myself. So while this is, here's the dichotomy to, sum, to summarize. I hate the new name. I hate it more now than I did a year ago today. I despise it. I loathe that. I can't wait for them to change, and I hope they do. But it still hasn't affected my fandom. So I think it's affected mine in that it always felt like it was more worthwhile to deal with all of the nonsense that you deal with as a fan of this team because it was the thing that you fell in love with. In other words, I say this about Dan Snyder a lot, and people say, why would he be willing to sell? Why would he sell now? And I always say... Dan Snyder was a Redskins fiend. Dan Snyder was an addict of the Redskins. Dan Snyder wore Redskins onesie. He didn't wear a commander's onesie. And I think a lot of people on the outside will hear that and roll their eyes and say, that's so dumb. It's just a name. It's the same thing. But I think it's one of those if you know, you know kind of things. Like if you're one of us, if you're on the inside, if you're a DC lifer. I got a text from a buddy who's in the, the DC sports media during our first segment, actually. He's like, man, Danny's really upset about this. And he's like, he, he sounds like they broke his heart. And I was like, yeah, I think they did break his heart, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. But the, the guy who's in the, the media is not from here. Right. He's here working. He's in this market now. He didn't grow up here. He didn't grow up a fan of this team. So I think if you're one of us, it, it, it is a little bit more personal. It is a little bit different. It does matter more that 
the people that chose the name and the jerseys and everything that has to do with this team that will be watching and advocating for, rooting for, whatever it is, for the rest of our lives, they're going to be here and they're going to be gone. It, it just feels like someone stopped by and ran your like HOA for a short time and told you a bunch of ways that you have to live and do and what you got to do, and then they left. They don't know anything about your community. They don't know anything about your, your house. They don't know anything about the neighborhood. They don't know anything about your neighbors. They just told you a bunch of stuff you had to do, and 30 years later, you're still dealing with it because they were here for, for four hours. Yeah, they're, they're renaming the mascot, whatever you want to call it, at my alma mater. Major Tutty. At, at the George Washington University. Oh, the Colonials. Yeah, regardless of whether people want that or not, whatever. I, I'm not doing that debate. I, I did that already. The point is, it's they're not hiring a consulting firm to come in and, and, and workshop the thing. The people that are doing it are graduates, are alums, are part of the board of trustees, are administrators, or athletic directors. They're people that are there that, that bleed this thing that it matters to. Whether I like that they're changing it or not, at least the process makes sense to me. Does that make, you know what I mean? Like th- These are not passerbys. These are not people that are going, well, we've done some engagement. We've done some surveys. We have some market studies for you, and here's the most activations we can do if we do this now. They're not doing that, right? So at least there's some integrity to the process here. That makes sense to me. When someone makes fun of the commanders, I just don't get as hurt. You know, I don't feel as obligated to defend them. It's not really the Redskins. Huh. Like, it's not the thing that my mom and I used to do every Sunday while she did laundry. I, I didn't sit on my mom's lap watching the Commanders. It's not the thing that her dad passed down to her. It's not the thing that every time I got together for a Christmas party w- with my mom's side of the family that we spent half the time at the party just catching up and talking about the Redskins. We didn't talk about the Commanders. Dealing with Dan Snyder's crap, dealing with everything you have to, wading yep. through the 500 yards of, of gunk, Andy Dufresne style, mm-hmm. to get out on the other side, it was worth it in some way for me, because the Redskins were the thing when I was eight that on my Christmas list, I would write Redskins stuff. Redskins stuff. And I would just hand it over. I would go sit on Santa's lap every year as a toddler, and I'd say, Redskins stuff. And then I'd walk away. It was worth it to, to, to deal with all of the other stuff. It feels a little less worth it to me for the commanders. Mm-hmm. I know that sounds funny, but, no, but I'm it, just trying to be as honest as I can. I, mean, I think fandom, that's dude. the obligation that we have on this platform is to... I could just sit here and say something that would make more you know, sense to the average person or that they'd like more. I'm just telling you. I didn't think it would affect me this way. I don't like the name that much. It, it has kind of – it's not a big deal. I still watch every game, every second of every game. I go to every home game. I'm, uh, I'm sad when they don't convert a first down. I'm, yep. I want them to win the games. But it has changed it for me. There's no doubt. What about you guys? 800-636-1067. Has your fandom changed in the last calendar year since – the name changed. We're Grant and Danny. With Danny, I'm Grant. This is the fan. One year ago today, on national TV, the Commanders were born. Two two twenty two. Has your fandom changed since? 800-636-1067. That is the question. Let's go to Ian in Vienna. Hey, Ian, thanks for the call. Yes. uh, The fandom has not changed due to the name change. I am a pro-name change person, but the reason I don't like what I'm seeing is they're bad at football, they have a bad owner, and they're poorly organized. 
The rollout itself was horrible. As a former classmate of Jason at Northwestern, if he did this at McKinsey, he would be fired. Looking back at the footage, and I know it's a year later, it is so awkward all over the board. Remember how everyone knew the logo and name a week prior because they had a picture of Jason holding it up in a meeting as if it was like some top secret thing and yet they revealed it. It was so bad. The helicopter screenshots, I forgot about how poorly this was rolled out. But to answer your primary question, no. And anyone that says it's the biggest driver of them, no, because you were excited when they were winning games and then you were disappointed when they lose games. Anytime there's a brand rebrand, the most important thing is successful product and successful winning. The team didn't win. That's why people aren't excited. Yeah, we were talking about this earlier. Thanks, a couple of the things you mentioned, most notably the rollout having been a bit of a fiasco with them having leaked it on their own on accident. And it was bad luck, I'd say, that the chopper was over top of the stadium the night before and we saw commanders. But it's a glass window. Maybe we could get a curtain. There's a little bit of operator error there, too, I would say. Agreed. You either care to not let anyone know, or you don't. And if you care, you got to take more precautions. And if that was the only break, was the chopper finding it? Okay, hey, you know, that that's tough. You can't really control that at that angle. They Their own promotional videos, their own let's build some anticipation and hype for this thing that they controlled, they leaked it out. That's a problem for me. I was also, I guess, technically on a binary pro-name change, right? I didn't necessarily want the name to change, but... If you ask me, does the name need to change or not, I would say, yes, it does. I have to touch a button. Are we changing the name or we're not? I guess I'm touching the change the name button. Doesn't mean I, I like the new name a whole lot, though, Right. if that makes sense. Um, but, yeah, the, the rollout itself was a problem. Look, if they just come off a 13-4 and season and made the NFC Championship game against the Eagles this past week, I think people probably like the name a little bit more. The fact is, in year one, they did struggle. And off the field, the problems were as prevalent as ever before. And, and those are definitely factors that make it a little more difficult to, to fall in love with the name. Let's go to Tailgate Ted. Hey, buddy. What's up, Ted? What's going on, guys? How you doing? Come in. Good, bro. So I love this team. You guys know that. Everyone knows that. But this is the first time I haven't immediately sent my season ticket renewal back. And hearing everyone just reminisce about this past year that they've been the commanders just adds more fuel to the fire of me not wanting to, because it doesn't feel like the same team to me anymore. And I know it's blasphemous for me to say that. By the way, tailgate Ted saying this is the biggest upset in the history of the world. I am floored, dude. So let me ask you this. Uh, Well, you've already answered the question. I was going to say, has your fandom changed, but you're, your fandom has changed. But how much of that is just because they're the commanders? Like, when they went to football team, it wasn't like you were, were feeling the same way. So are you sure it's the name and not all the other crap? It's not the name. It has nothing to do with the name. I'm, I'm happy to wear commander's gear around town. It's all the other stuff that they just constantly keep getting wrong. And it's just becoming overwhelming because there's no end in sight and no idea if they're going to get it right. The blunders on the field, okay. But all the other stuff, it's just it's starting to get overwhelming as a fan. And the fact that there's no end in sight, and now that we're in limbo as a fan base with the wholesale of the ownership, they raised our season ticket prices without even telling us they raised our season ticket prices. I mean, it's just those little things that have just been piling up and piling up and piling up. And it's not the straw that broke the camel's back yet. 
and apathy hasn't set in for me yet. But the fact that you're even talking about that's a remarkable step. But thank you, Ted. That's the guy in the picture by himself in the section yeah. in the Chiefs snow game when you everyone can't else lose had him. left. If you're if, if if you're over there right now listening, you can't lose him. <laughs> Fix it. Whatever you got to do. If you lose Ted, it's over. Yeah, wave Move the white the flag team to Nashville. But to Ted's point, the sentiment is: this is what I feel. Right? I to me, they're inextricably linked. Right? All the all the front office, not front office stuff, the the business side stuff, and this name. That's why I don't like it. 800-636-1067. So Ted was able to kind of draw a line between if it was the name or the other stuff. Has the name change, has the rebrand affected your fandom is what we're digging into on Grant and Danny. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.